Welcome back to Resonate Radio. This is our first episode of the Chef Trinibus pre-show, and we just ask that you have a little bit of patience with the audio on this episode. Uh, we definitely were going through our growing pains in the beginning of our recording, as you can hear through this episode. This was the first time that we went live uh, to YouTube and our second live stream on Twitch. So the audio is you know, getting worked out, and we really do appreciate uh, your patience with this episode. But without further ado, we will introduce Chef Tranibus and get on to our cooking content here at Resonate Radio. Thank you so much again for the support, and we'll see you again at our next episode. Thank you so much, everyone. There we go. I think we're live. Hello, YouTube. It's the first time Resonate Radio is with you. Twitch, we're back. Everybody watching on all the platforms, including Green Room, listening on the audio-only side of it. This is the pre-show for the Tranibus Kitchen. I'm excited to have Chef Tranibus with us here today again. It's 6.02 Pacific Standard Time. I'm just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, I'm excited. This is more exciting doing it like this. I don't know what you have to say about that there, Chef Tranibus, but I love it. It gets me fired up. Instagram handles are down in the ticker on the bottom if you're watching with us live. If you're not, at Team Resonate on Instagram. And you can follow Chef Tranibus at Tranibus Lifestyle. I'm going to hand it over to you, Jamie. It's all you. Much love. Here we go, everybody. The pre-show. It's you. Love you, Corey. Thank you so much. Welcome to Resonate Radio. It is the Tranibus Kitchen Pre-Show Right here, we are resonating together. Thank you so much for resonating with us. I am Chef Tranibus, a.k.a. Tranibus. My pronouns are he, him, like it says on that screen across. And I am here in Los Angeles at HQ of the Tranibus Kitchen. This is my tiny kitchen in Los Angeles, in Koreatown. It is really this tiny stretch. And so a lot of what is happening tonight is going to be sort of picking off where I've left off because I've been working on this recipe all day. We have a really exciting episode of the Tranibus Kitchen coming up directly after this on Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter, and Facebook, all the places, Tranibus, Tranibus Lifestyle, Tranibus Life, L-Y-F-E, on Twitch. And it is going to be with welcoming back Chef Angie, a.k.a. The Green Baker. It is the big day that some of you have been waiting for for a number of weeks. Chef Angie and I are very excited. It is going to be the Upside Down Pineapple Cake Off, or the Pineapple Upside Down Cake Off. And ultimately, we're both doing something totally different. We have told each other what we're doing somewhat in our vision, but ultimately, it's going to end up being a total surprise and seeing what comes off together. I know that we're going to do an amazing job, and we're going to wish that we could eat each other's thing because Chef Angie is in Florida. But of course, I have the advantage of the home team sponsor here, Fruit Slabs. Shout out to Fruit Slabs for hooking me up. This is an amazing episode because of Fruit Slabs. This is a fruit leather that is kosher certified. It is gluten-free. It is organic. There are no sugar additives, no preservatives. It is um, vegan. It is super, super good quality edibles. And these are fruit leathers. And they're little squares. They are 10 milligrams per square. And I'm using CBD and THC versions today. 
I have the Mango Maui Wowie, which I am totally out of now. It has coconut flakes with a mango base, and this is delicious. And this has gone into the sorbet, which is going to be a pineapple coconut chili sorbet, also vegan and gluten-free, as is this whole meal. I don't know who has pineapple upside-down cake without having some sort of ice cream or sorbet. I chose to go the sorbet route because that is a really great addition to the warm summer months, as well as something that I could do that would be a little bit different. I like sorbet, and it's dairy-free, really easy. I have here, going on top, a pomegranate, gorgeous pomegranate caramel. This is right now hard because I put it to thicken up in the fridge. Look at that. It's not coming out of there. So I have it right now on my oven, which is already preheated, and that is going to start the melting process. The way that it is a pomegranate caramel is because I am using pomegranate powder, which is a new nutrient for me. I love pomegranates, and I've eaten pomegranates the fruit as well as the seeds. However, I have not had pomegranate powder, to my knowledge, so I've been working with that, and it's also going in the cake, so it's actually going to be a pineapple pomegranate upside-down cake. I am going to be using this little springform pan here. I'm riffing off a whole bunch of recipes that naturally have totally changed into this cake, we are going to have the Tropical Haze CBD and THC fruit slabs. These have the mango puree and the hemp seeds. We're also going to be adding some hemp seeds eventually later on top because those of you who watch the show regularly know that I am infatuated with this. Uh, I'm going to be using fresh pineapple. I have some protein oat milk which we are going to be putting in here along with, of course, baking soda, baking powder. We're using almond flour as opposed to an almond meal. You could find almond meal. It's about the same thing. You could also use brown almonds that you do yourself. I didn't really want to go with almond flour. I have a sort of, you know, way that I feel about almonds. But ultimately, this was the best option that I could find in uh, the time that I was looking for. I'm also using an all-purpose gluten-free flour as well. We are going with some coconut oil, which I have measured here. We're sweetening with our raw honey. We've got some lemon juice and some vanilla extract is also going in. So this is going to be an epic, epic meal. The sorbet per a serving is probably going to have a couple milligrams of THC. And we're going to have a little bit of CBD and a little bit of THC in from the actual cake. The caramel is the only thing that I didn't infuse. And so with that, I am really looking forward to this episode. We're going to have so much fun. Uh, please feel free to put any questions into the chat. I, uh, on Green Room, unfortunately, can't pay attention. But I see you, Molly. Love you so much. And I'm so happy to resonate with you right now. Uh, honestly, it's a very unique situation where I am actually ready. I've got all my tech set up. Uh, because now that we're doing the pre-show with a visual live, it has me being a lot more ready a lot sooner, which is a pretty good habit to start, never too early to prep, um, as long as, you know, of course, things are refrigerated and frozen how they need to be, which is why you're not looking at my sorbet, because it is in the freezer. But eventually, I will pull it out to check it in, and I will show you what that's looking like 
as we've got our caramel slightly warming up here. And we may have to do a double boil situation so that way we can start to keep it up when the time comes because we want to have a nice liquid caramel that we are pouring on top. And it's going to be glorious. I'm now going to use the time to roll up a joint because my UCB flour came and, you know, I'm just feeling like this is where I need to go. So, um, wait, I'm missing something that I was about to grab already forgetting things. That's a good start. Oh, I have my ashtray. I'll come back to where it was. It'll come back to me. So let me know what you are smoking on, vaping on, topicals. Oh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to put on my topical, but I'll do that later. We've got my can of flower remedy at Lemon Drop. Uh, again, for August, you can use Travis 20 to get 20% off on can of flower. So if you're interested in high quality CBD flower tinctures, it's for you. I'm using some every day's. Uh, Can of Flower is sponsored by Crown of August, but uh, I'm not sponsored by Everyday, but I'm using a Blueberry Nerds. And thanks so much to Mike Robinson for making woo, this amazing CBD, CBG, uh, Delta 8 sugar, and I'm going to be putting some of that as well. So my health has not been great. Therefore, I am medicating very heavily these days. Every cannabinoid is welcome at this party. So let me know what you are enjoying right now. And thank you so much for checking out the pre-show in this new method. It's really fun for me to be live. Absolutely, Corey. I love doing lives. It feels very natural for me to do the live pre-show. And uh, Bongo Dave, I know you're listening. I'm sorry that I missed the pre-pre-show show, uh, but I was in the middle of way too many things, and ultimately you would have just been listening to me talk to myself, <laughs> making things. Yeah, this is Corey. I think uh, I think it's okay. I think David knows that you have a little bit of a busy schedule when you're doing this, but you know. It's nice to come and sign autographs at your own show sometimes, Chef Chandler. I'm just saying, you know, I'm complete. I know. I'm usually there. I'm usually there. Um, I'll, I'll be, yeah, I agree. I just, you know, I know, I know Bongo Dave loves the pre-pre-show show. <laughs> I, I know he does. But, you know, in, in all fairness, I was never asked if this was going to be a thing. And then I allowed him to have this be a thing. And I choose to show up because it makes him happy and I love him. So if I have to not be there so that I can concentrate because, you know, I love all of you, but I'm very distracted because I want to know how everyone's doing and I want to, you know, talk about all the things and medicate with all the things. So it's just easier sometimes to not be there. I'm really struggling with getting the sugar to fall off of the dab tool. There it goes. What are you? Why aren't you smoking on anything, Corey? Molly and Corey, what are you? What are you smoking on? So, the the issue kind of at B is that I need to smoke outside. Uh, however, 
inside is where we're uh, broadcasting. So we uh, definitely uh, took care of matters briefly just before we started. I don't. I think it's still Cali Kush. I'm pretty sure. I think that's the one that we're we're messing with right now. But uh, you know, we we do well since I was stuck waiting for my truck for seven and a half hours. Um, you know, my endocannabinoid system was, uh, how shall we say, uh, slightly starved. So, you know, we had to adjust that as soon as I got home. So don't worry about that. I got that. I got that. You've been uh, learning the lesson of patience, my friend. Yeah, the, the guy at the dealership <laughs> who said that, that. Yeah, he said that, you know, you've been dealing with this pretty well. And so, you know. Yeah, it, I think it worked out in the end. I got I got a little bit of money off because it took a little bit too long. So it's okay. I think for good measure, though, honestly, it was a very simple fluid check and brake check. It wasn't anything. Nothing was replaced. You know, they just had to look. And I like to make the joke. I probably could have looked it up on YouTube and done it myself in the time it took. But that's okay. It was a lesson for a reason, right? So I I, I appreciate it. Between the phone and the laptop and the car, I think it's pretty clear that you're being told <laughs> to have more patience. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think uh, everyone will appreciate that at some point, but, you know, this is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm really happy that I'm loading up on campnoids before this because I really want to feel my absolute best. I want to give Chef Angie my absolute best. And, uh, yeah, she's simply, simply amazing. Someone I resonate with deeply. Uh, based on her schedule, unfortunately, it is a little challenging for her to get to the pre-show, but I know that she is sending love. This is Corey. So that's, I just, also for the audio people, or sorry, the video people that are watching, uh, sometimes we will introduce ourselves as this is Corey, and I know that you can clearly see that we're doing this. Um, it is for everyone who's listening on our audio-only apps uh, here live on the green room. Uh, we like to do that for accessibility, right, Chef Tranibus? So I just wanted to let everybody know, too, yes. as we're doing live, I know we can get out of habit of it, but we do have some folks in there, so I just wanted to make sure that I let that uh, drop. But I wanted to ask you about your guest that's coming in. I feel that we haven't done this before in the pre-show, so tell us a little bit about your guest and kind of why is why is this a pairing? Because I know for a fact, and I don't know if, you know, some new people who are watching here might not know this, but... When you partner up with somebody, it's usually for a reason. You know, there's a connection there. There's, like, synergy. So, like, you know, tell us a little bit of the story with this one. What to, Tell us a little bit about your guest. Yeah. Well, um, so Chef Angie, the Green Baker, and I, we connected, I think, initially through Instagram. I really gravitated to her story of um, initially I was actually gravitated, of course, to what's on her page because before I learned actually – about who she is, um, I saw her incredible pictures. She has pictures of these amazing juices that she makes um, and, you know, just endless goodies that she is constantly whipping up um, with infusion. And 
And in the midst of all that, she also shares her personal story with cannabis, um, her and her wife and her son with cerebral palsy. And you can learn all about her story, um, which I'm sure we'll do, you know, a, a recap for those who are new or tapping in um, at the beginning of the episode. Um, but you can watch the entire episode. I believe it was episode 40. And today is episode 44. So it's been a couple of weeks um, since she's been on the show. The first time we made salads. But you can go and watch that episode and learn all about her. Uh, she's incredibly inspiring. We just have so many different things that overlap and are, are in common. Um, we didn't fully know this when we first started talking, but the first time that we had a phone call, Chef Angie and I were literally on the phone for hours. We had planned, I think, for like a 15-minute call, and we just had so much in common. And we actually talk a lot about, if I recall in that episode as well, how we have so much in common, but looking at us, you would never imagine that we had as many things in common as we do. Um, so, and that's something that we love highlighting together. So, you know, also like in general, Angie is just fucking cool. Like she's, she's inspiring as fuck, but she's also just like really, really cool. I mean, there's just so many cool things about her. She's so talented, does so many different things. Like her vibe is everything. You know, she's just genuinely someone like she lives in Florida, but if she lives here, and we weren't in a pandemic. Angie and I would be hanging out all, all the time. Um, she refers to me in, with two different nicknames that are very personal to me that I never told her about. And she just figured it out on her own. And so I feel very connected with her. We believe that we have past life connection as well. Karoti Cart, welcome. Thanks for being here. And uh, yeah, so in, in a nutshell, I could go on and on and on about my love of, of Chef Angie. Sometimes the people that I have on my show are people that I just connect with instantaneously, um, and we have a lot of communication. Other guests I have are people that are very important to me in my life, and so I know them pretty damn well. And other times it's people who I have hardly spoken to and we may have just messaged here and there and I bring them on the show really not knowing very much about them at all. Um, and it's purely a gut instinct sort of thing. I mean, some people are kind of obvious because, right, I love spending time with them. I love their brands and what they're doing and their story. Um, but the only prerequisite to being on this show is that you have a passion for cannabis and that you are either and or patient consumer in the industry. Uh, and I want you to come and share your story of how it's impacted your life. Uh, anybody that you care about who's close to you, about your brands, while we cook together and, and the stigma of cannabis through the vehicle of food. So Angie's an epic partner for it. It's like a no-brainer. And on our first episode, somehow we, even though we were making salads, we ended up starting to talk about pineapples. 
which I don't really remember why that was. I think, oh, you know what it was? I think I asked her what her favorite fruit was uh, because we were making salads that each of us were highlighting a different citrus. And, um, and then suddenly we were like, yeah, challenge accepted. And we planned it, and here we are. I love it. This is core. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think uh, everyone does. Uh, I know sometimes it's a, a little bit of a mystery. I know last week uh, we had the absolute uh, incomparable chef Addy, uh, which was just, you know, I've got, I mean, no, we've already spoken about this, full disclosure, wasn't available to make the entire thing because I surprised Molly to go have some dinner downtown. But the part that we saw was just hilarious. We just could not stop laughing like the you know, content you both made was so wonderful. So I do, uh, you know, encourage everyone to go take a look at that. If they haven't already, uh, over on your Instagram, uh, you know, it's really, uh, we were spoiled. We knew who Chef Addy was for sure. You know, we've had her with bedtime stories, but we definitely, you know, kind of missed that part of it. So I wanted to make sure that we took the time today uh, to highlight that a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for the show today. Again, it's, you know, since we've changed formats, it's a little bit easier for us to follow you this time. Uh, and support you and watch the show, which has been the one thing where, like, ah, you know, we get excited and ready to go do this, and then we end up not, uh, you know, following through and see you live. So I'm excited to do that today, uh, to say the least. I am as well. It's uh, this is Chef Jeremy. Yeah, I, I, it's a dream come true for me to have it be both video and audio. I this is something I've wanted for so unimaginably long. Uh, it goes back to before. The pandemic, it goes back to before audio apps were were really a thing. Uh, it goes really through to college when I was doing broadcast journalism and I was doing journalism after I left culinary school. And I would, wanted to have a cooking show and then I had my cooking show, but I didn't really have this ability to have such a big reach. And it was all I wanted with the accessibility. It's... Um, it's very special, so I'm grateful that we're here. We made it, you know, serious. Just this <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. It's always been, I've been really uh, hesitant for sure uh, in a lot of ways, but that's just the way, like, growing up in the industry, uh, you know, I've been told to be pretty quiet about things, and that's just the way it kind of always was and is. Uh, it's always going to be like that, but I think there's certain elements um, of the industry that we really need to highlight uh, and kind of, you know, again, start bridging conversations and getting it out to the masses. The audio-only apps have been fun. Uh, you know, we've, that's how we've connected, of course. Uh, so I'm always appreciative of that. And, you know, people like Bongo Dave and Leona and, you know, we can go on and on and on and on and on. Uh, it's been really unique. So I'm excited to kind of see who's, uh, you know, the next uh, folks that we can kind of bring in and, you know, join the Resonate Radio community. So it's really nice, again, to see everybody here joining us on both of our channels, YouTube for the first time, and Twitch uh, for now three times because we had you twice already. Uh, and so, again, I appreciate you also, you know, being a little bit of a guinea pig uh, and trying to test this out as we're going through the softwares and doing all the flashy things. It's, uh, yeah, this is going to be really interesting. I'm excited for the adventure. So I appreciate it. This is Chef Tran. Just I appreciate you, Corey, and... You know, I'm in it to win, and I'm happy to work with people who are interested and also putting in the passion and the effort that it takes. You know, passion is is everything, but it's it's really only maximized if you actually put action behind it. So I love I love 
much collaborating with Resonate Radio. It's an honor to be a part of the Resonate Radio family. I've uh, been here since practically the beginning. And, you know, it's technically, definitely Resonate Radio. And I firmly believe in what we are doing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's just going to get better and better. Lots of lots of ideas are in the works behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, yeah, this is Corey. My brain, like, never stops uh, going uh, ever you know, especially with work, and then this stuff is just, it's really interesting to me, so I'm excited, yeah, to kind of leverage that and take advantage of that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited to get down to Los Angeles and finally uh, meet you, too. I'm going to, you know, it's, I was just about to say, I was going to make you stand in line with me at a Korean barbecue restaurant, but then I was like, wait a minute, we can't do that because you don't like to eat meat like that, so we can't do that, I think, so. Well, I can, I have no qualm, I'm not one of those people that really has, like, an issue, like, I'll cook meat, like, that's not, that's not why I'm not eating meat, like, anything like that, um, you know, I, I love Korean barbecue, uh, it would definitely be a different experience now because I haven't been a Korean barbecue since I have stopped eating chicken. Uh, so that would be interesting. But perhaps there is a way. There's always a way. And I wanted to I wanted to touch upon the fact of what you were talking about and widespread and being quiet in the industry. If we say that it's always going to be like that, then it's always going to be like that. Part of the shift in perspective and the shift of moving the needle forward is that we can choose a different perspective because it's already happening. The truth is that it was something that we were hiding now, and now there's a new layer and level of activism. And the needle is moving, albeit at a snail's pace, but it's moving. And Resonate Radio is part of that revolution. This is Corey. I mean, I... uh... I appreciate that last thing that you said for sure. And, and, you know, in the middle, it's funny that you say that because I feel, you know, again, after like, this is the, this is the month somewhere in here is where I like actually started producing medicine like 17 years ago in California. And so it always makes me like think about things when I get into August all the time. Um, and so if you think that it's moving slow now, <laughs> For me, it feels like everything is just moving at, like, just, you know, it's light speed, Jamie. It's moving so quickly, Uh, you know, especially, I mean, like, for me, when I'm in cultivation, when I'm doing from, like, a regulatory perspective, it's so different from each state, and every state's trying to, like, do their part to change things, and it's, like, it's exhausting just keeping up with that stuff. Never mind, like, getting ready to craft your message and push that out in, like, a cohesive method uh, and then also have the confidence to do that and not embarrass yourself. You know, if I told you that it'd be on, you know, different channels of doing this and steering a ship with you, like, yeah, right. So <laughs> it's really, uh, even though I, I don't know if you mentioned too, but that was the, oh, you okay? You good? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like that. I'm good. Keep talking. I, my original foray with the first thing I thought I was going to do when I was going to grow up was broadcast journalism actually like volunteered at like a local sports station thing and like got to go you know i was a big athlete right so i got to go to the nhl practices behind the scenes and like it was this really interesting experience but yeah i made the decision to just like not and so i just find how karma is really hilarious in that way where it's like hey you know this journalist thing probably not the right thing for you but 
here's a radio station or here's like a platform for all of these different things. It's like a totally different, uh, yeah, a totally different uh, saying from the universe, I feel, uh, in a way. So I'm excited to, yeah, get that opportunity and, uh, you know, have fun creating these spaces for everybody. Uh, yeah, it's a really. I was. I, yeah, I wanted to mention that because I remember you said that it was very, very interesting to say the least. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I know this is just Travis. I I definitely agree. And I mean, radio is absolutely part of broadcast journalism, and, and you know, I too, I really a lot. I resonate a lot with you know feeling like wow. What, like I'm here right now, like this is all happening, so much is happening at once, you know, so much, never in a million years did I think certain things were going to happen. I mean, I've had a dream to have my own cooking show probably since I was anywhere between 11 and 12. Getting one in college was already a shock. Then leaving that behind, being disabled and not being able to cook, so suddenly I'm cooking again. And by the way, you now have a cooking show. And oh, yeah, people are actually watching it. Um, <laughs> like, it, it never, I wouldn't believe it. And, you know, especially because of the cannabis connotation. You know, I think there, there are a lot of things that are happening fast in this, to me in the sense of my day-to-day. But, or not but. And my impatience typically has to do with timing, which... I deeply respect divine timing. It is something that I'm newly radically accepting and leaning into. And also there are certain things that I wish happened yesterday and certainly much further along. And part of that is expressed in the episode with, with Gil on travel to and taste. Uh, Chef Izzy and I got to interview uh, Gil Luxembourg. And it's a very long pod. And then there's a special bonus episode of story time with Gil. And during it, you will hear my heart break into a million pieces and, you know, my, like, mild tantrum, as far as I tantrum these days, uh, at how slow things are happening. Because I want, I want to be picking up, like, a bottle that says terpene and knowing exactly what to do with it and how to measure it and that it's safe and make things work exactly how I want them to without having a scientist like Gil directly beside me to tell me what it is. And we're not there yet. This is Corey. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about those things, Jamie. Okay. We weren't, I mean, maybe my circle, of course, like my circle is limited to the state of California for sure. I'm some, you know, interesting Canadian person who's just like, you know, popped into the city of angels and, you know, met some people that know some things in the central parts and, you know visiting and doing things, etc. But we, ne- I mean, maybe it's because we didn't know what we didn't know, but we didn't talk about terpenes being available like that. The biggest, co- and again, also because probably I'm being cultivation, you know, focused, but we were just really concerned about, you know, like Marlboro greens, like going to the gas station and having the ability to buy Marlboro greens. That was the part as cultivators that we were really, you know, we had an issue with. And so it was a lot of like big business chat, which is, you know, that's why I resonate with that kind of side of it right now is where everybody's talking about that. And they're having the same conversations now in 2021 that we were having in 2006. 
And so it's it's very interesting to see, you know see people like you know, hey they're going to take over tomorrow and it's like well we've been thinking of that for a couple of decades now so you know there might be a different purview on that but it, it's really interesting to to hear that I wasn't thinking you know for example I wasn't thinking about CBD cornflakes that was one of the things where you know I went to one facility and you know I was we were originally talking about growing high grade cannabis high grade medical flowers and then a new chief growing officer was uh, appointed and he was like, no, we're going to grow for CBD cornflakes, which just means, you know, we do not really frankly care about the numbers like our THC terps or, you know, more CBD if we can, but we're just making biomass. We're just trying to get as much as possible. Yeah. It's totally different. And so I wasn't, you know, those conversations are the ones that really, it's still like when you mentioned that, you know, I want a bottle of, I've been hearing about this even now for a couple of years and still it's, it's jarring almost in a sense. It's so interesting how there's so many different products that um, should be available to us and that will be available to us when things kind of, you know, loosen up a little bit. I mean, the last thing I'll say in this rant is that up here in Canada, if you want to find like a CBG dominant tincture or a, a CBC dominant strain or anything like that, uh, <laughs> you know, the pickings are very slim. And again, we've been legal for almost three years now. So I'm complete. Yeah, it's the chef cannabis. It's, it's a really unique situation over there in Canada. I mean, it's, it's very confusing to me how some of the things, you know, it has me feeling at times moments of defeat because if, you, if Canada is legal and you're still having these issues, then I'm like, well, what's going to happen with California, which is already knee-deep, waist-deep, shoulder-deep in issues around cannabis, especially with legislation and, reg- and legislation and regulation. All the R's. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really... Um, it's challenging, but I, I you know... We're, we're overcoming and we're, we're figuring out ways. And the moment that people stop arguing with each other and start working together to actually form actual solutions that benefit everybody is when all of this is going to start changing. So I'm just like patiently waiting for that uh, while also, you know, be bringing the love how I can and connecting with others and doing what I can to support people that I believe are, are really going to be leaders of love in this industry because it has to come back to the plant being this this essence and vessel and medicine of love and you know although i don't know what a cannabis plant is thinking i feel like certainly especially when i was growing it there was definitely some level of bond there that led me to believe that there's no way that this plant wants people fighting and arguing and being imprisoned for this medicine that's not what it's about so you know it's it's going to happen. It's I believe that it's going to happen. But yeah, it's all those are the types of things that are moving super slow. And I realize in terms of context and time, it's like we've just created these vicious cycles, especially politically, that we've done over and over again. And this is like attempt number whatever, how many since when the, with a plant that's over ten thousand years <laughs> yeah, old on record. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it is. It's definitely it's it's an interesting state, but I think it just goes to show. I mean the the cannabis plan is going to give you like is like 
more than you're going to ask for. And it's just whether that you're, it depends on whether you're going to be patient enough to like take that. Basically, I was having this conversation with Charlie Krebs the other day. He interviewed me for his podcast. It was a while, just such a great conversation. Um, you know, and we really kind of got into that sort of thing. And it's just, you know, people's egos just get in the way. And that's just the unfortunate truth of it is like human beings are going to be human beings and we're not going to respect the power of the plant. A lot of us anyway, for this like really like upper, like tiny bit of a population, they have like learned to harness that. They have learned to be patient enough and, you know, they're in these very just industry changing roles, you know, where they're doing research uh, that is based on certain concepts in the growing uh, capacity or, you know, they're getting PhDs in cannabis and doing studies on things that aren't related to cultivation where we're, you know, going a little bit deeper into things. Um, you know, it's such an interesting, interesting thing. So I just, I kind of encourage everybody. I know like it's definitely a frustrating industry for sure. You're going to have to work really, really hard. It's a brand new industry. You're not, you're not going into, you know, it's, I guess a little bit, well, I'm a little bit older. And so I vividly remember, and also because most of my friends are like six to seven years older than me, they dealt with this tech rush time. You know, when I was in high school, in the late nineties, we were all hearing about these, you know, very, very high paying tech jobs that were going to be just handed out to all of us. And your, you know, careers were going to be solved. Don't worry about what you wanted to do. There's still something to fall back on. And it just, it just went so fast that it just didn't happen. You know, the industry itself was a startup. And when you're playing in an industry itself, it's a startup. There's lots of things that are going to go wrong and it's going to be really frustrating for a lot of people. And I think that because cannabis has been in the traditional market, legacy, black markets, whatever the terminology for anyone who wants to use it, that has caused this kind of like misconception a little bit where people haven't allowed for that patience for the development of the cannabis industry. And I think that's really one of the things that is kind of messing everything up for everybody right now in that sort of way in the bigger picture. Like, I think it's crazy that we don't have social equity in Canada, for example. Like, that is like a blatant disrespect of, like, anything that, again, like, it wasn't that good in the good old days. Like, there was people that were put in jail for this. I mean, there's still people put in jail for this stuff. It's, it just doesn't make any sense. So... I just, I really hope that people can kind of start to understand that a little bit more, that the whole industry is in the startup mode. It's not these individual companies now. It's not like joining an industry where it's had 30, 40, hundreds of years, you know, where you join that startup because it's fun in that industry. It's everybody's a startup. And that is a really different dynamic. We all know this. We, a lot of us have been part of startups. We have had friends in startups. And I think that's where that's that real kind of teething moment that the industry is having is where they just don't have the patience for that. You know, we made money in the good old days. Why are we making money now? Well, we still do have that expertise, 100 percent that's out there. But this is a different ball game. There's regulations that are impacting us here with the decisions that we have to make on the ground level. It's, it's a totally different ball game. 
So I just, again, I hope that people can kind of, you know, understand that curve that this is in a startup time. Hopefully it does kind of pick up a little bit so that we get to this point where it is making money for everybody. We are creating these jobs for everybody in these economies that we're going into uh, where we're taking over empty factories that used to be, you know, car facilities or yarn factories or mills. Like they're an important catalyst in these economies now. Uh, so, yeah, I know I'm at a certain point of ranting a little bit here, so I'm going to put a tail on it. But it's just it's such a powerful plant and that kind of point has to be respected. I think a lot of folks just need to kind of step back a little bit, really kind of rethink what they're doing and, you know, go back into it instead of just keeping their blinders on, keep moving the same direction. That's never been, you know, productive for everybody. You have to have the ability to adapt. So I hope that's what the cannabis industry can do um, and adapt to get along with each other. It's just, that's the frustrating part about it. And so I think, you know, again, with all those challenges of having that startup thing, it rubs people a little bit indifferently. And when someone comes up to them with a different idea, they kind of react in defense mode instead of being with a a confidence thing. And I think that leads to a lot of arguments where we shouldn't even be having them. We're not here to have an argument. You guys actually agree with you. People actually agree with each other. You're not arguing. You actually agree. And that's what I've seen a lot in the industry is people just wanting to be so loud about their own opinion, they can't acknowledge or really understand that they're speaking the same language. So I will stop my rant. I'm done. <laughs> That's a tough round. No, it's, it's all, I agree with what you're saying. And, you know, it's, it has me think about a really interesting conversation. Every once in a while, I get a really great Lyft driver who we just get into a really interesting dynamic much of the time it ends up leading to being about cannabis because they ask me what brought me to LA and cannabis is, is a large part of that answer. So, um, you know, I had, uh, you know, a, a gentleman who's about to retire, uh, happened to also be a person of color. And, you know, we just, we got into this discussion about the industry and he said to me, you know, a couple of years ago, I had this opportunity where I could have taken some of my 401k and I could have invested in a cannabis company. And this is someone, though, who has been terrified and misunderstood within cannabis because of the racism and of being terrified of being uh, arrested or pulled over. He said, you know, I've been pulled over 13 times. And so we had a really powerful conversation, right? A lot of listening. And, you know, then he was asking sort of my experience with it. And I shared what I was doing with the cooking show and and all that, what my goals are. And, you know, I answered a lot of the different questions of where the industry is growing, how it's helping seniors, um, things like that. You know, seniors gravitating to the industry, And he said, you know, like, this has been a really helpful, interesting conversation. And with the conversation we're having, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should have done that. And I said, you know what, though? It's so early. If you you can retire in the next year within this time or even after that, still be able to invest and you're going to be fine. (laughs) I was like, just figure out where you want to put your money and what part of it really interests you. You know, and, and there, but there's a lot of noise on about the planet. I think a lot of people feel that these conversations are not approachable, especially because there is necessarily 
a lot of political conversation within it. There's a lot of uncomfortable conversation within cannabis that has, I mean, it obviously has something to do with cannabis, but outside of that, there's a much larger piece. Like racism and cannabis are not, you know, it's like cannabis is built off of systemic this is Corey. you only know we have 15 minutes before you have to start your show okay (laughs) i just want to point that out i know know. um you know but anyway it's the point is that there's a larger systemic issue that includes way more than what cannabis has and it's also and it's a huge part of cannabis so you know i don't steer away from these conversations and why do I think the conversation went well? Number one, you know, I listened. Uh, I didn't start the conversation. In fact, very quickly, he was like, you know, I'm not going to talk you your off. And I was like, no, please, I'm happy to, you know, have a conversation. Um, you know, having these conversations and starting with the perspective of I'm just having a conversation is a lot easier than putting a lot of pressure. I know, oh my God, like we're talking about cannabis now. We're going to have to talk about all these uncomfortable topics. We're going to have to go on research. Okay. Is this person going to understand anything I'm saying? Am I going to have to like slow it down? Like all of the things, it's just not helpful. It's not helpful to have your hamster wheel of fear in the conversation. That's what needs to be left at the door. Because when we're afraid, we get very extreme in one direction on where our love goes and where our focus goes, as opposed to being open to the love being everywhere and figuring out a common ground. So I came into the conversation excited that I was having this conversation that I didn't anticipate that I was going to have. And I left feeling like I really supported this person and like they had in a 30 minute car ride, a totally different perspective on cannabis. Two people, totally different lives, you know? So these things are super possible. They're happening now. And it's not just about what's happening in the industry. It's about involving patients and consumers into the industry and those who aren't already. It's a lot harder to convince someone who's been in the industry for three decades than it is for someone who's never had cannabis a day in their life. I stand by that statement. <laughs> Chef Trampus. <laughs> right. Here, I'll give it I'll give it to you here. You can do ahead. I should have like a little music there. Bing bing. <laughs> Actually I don't, even, I don't even think that says Chef Trampus in the air. I would have to really I, yeah, I know that 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 definitely is a is a that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. I mean I've definitely had some interesting people come into dispensaries for sure. And I'd like to think that I helped kind of change your mind in some way, but I understand what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying. It, uh, yeah. If someone has that kind of natural, like, I don't know, lead into it. Is that the right word? But you, you know, if they have that, it should be a little bit easier in theory, of course, who knows? Uh, there's always outliers, of course, as we both know. But I mean, yeah, for all intents and purposes, I definitely do agree uh, with you. Uh, and that's again being said from the perspective of being on the front lines, you know, in those dispensaries. I've I've seen tens of thousands of patients at medical cannabis dispensaries in California, British Columbia, Ontario. I mean, you know, everywhere. 
uh, it's been really, really interesting kind of getting that wide cross section um, of people from a whole bunch of different, like, you know, when, it, for example, here in Vancouver, we had the city of Vancouver tried to be really progressive and set bylaws inside of the city when cannabis was still illegal here in the country of Canada. And the one client that was the most frustrated about the rules was the PTA president of the high school that was, you know, five, 350 meters away, 250 meters away, you know? So, sorry, I don't have a conversion for uh, our American fellows. I don't remember what 250 and 300 is uh, in feet. I'll try and do that for next time. But, uh, you know, it's really the, the people that are written about in news articles aren't necessarily always the people that, you know, dislike cannabis. So that's again, in the last example that I have is in Toronto when they you know, legalized cannabis in the medical front, one of the very first companies here, I think it was the second funded company ever in Canada on their board of directors is the former police chief of Toronto who said possession of cannabis or smoking cannabis. I can't remember which one. So I'm paraphrasing that part, but the activities of cannabis are the same as murder. Julian Fantino, everyone could go check it out, but it's just, wow. <laughs> I'm done. I have no words. This is Chef Tranibus. I have no words. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's but, interesting for all of so, us everywhere. It's, you know, like I said, every single market has this such unique aspect to it that, you know, again, the plan is going to give different individuals different, you know, amounts of power within it. And it's really up to us to just kind of push our ego aside and move forward with what's being as best as we can. Not saying that a lot of people are going to do it correctly because we're all learning. We're all human beings. You know, we're all going to make mistakes and try and put our best foot forward. But you just got to kind of turn one side off and go forward and then see where it takes you. Uh, you know, that's what I've, I've tried to do. And it's been very interesting. I mean, I met you <laughs> and all these different people here where it just totally, you know, if we one day my wife and I are going to have an episode and talk about what it took to get Corey on Clubhouse. We'll have that conversation. Yeah, definitely a few weeks. <laughs> Let's just put it there <laughs> as the, the sneaky bit for everybody. So, you know, it's been a very interesting adventure. So, yeah, it's, you know, you're doing your own thing, too, with kind of, I mean, especially really incorporating, like, local elements, which I appreciate it, like fruit slabs. Again, they're local to you. So I really find, and, you know, having that interview with them and talking with Brandon and Maggie was really just like, whoa. Like, they're doing things, like if they tell any normal person or any other person that they're like a small business and then they would talk about all the things that they're doing, you would not for a second believe that they don't have a massive amount of public funding or like a staff of like 80 people with like offices in different States. And so, yeah, that's the other thing that I appreciate about you too, is really kind of, you've carved your niche and then you've also made these decisions to really like support the industry. in I think meaningful ways, it's the same reason why I, you know, I'll stop to different dispensaries and make my purchases because I know who is there and owning them and running them. And it sits well with me. So good job, Jamie. I appreciate that. I'm done. 
This is Chef Travis. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, it's, uh, well, Fruit Slaps, Mackie and Brandon are incredible forces of nature. I totally agree um, with what you're saying. I mean, it's it's incredible every time we have a meeting. I mean, there's, there's all I will say is there, you know, there are a lot of hints that Maggie and I, and Brandon as well, uh, in several episodes of the Tranibus Kitchen, we've been leaving you little hints here and there of different things that we're working on that are extremely top secret. You will not find a mention of this anywhere, like few people need to know basis, <laughs> things that we're working on. So, you know, it's incredible what they're able to produce it's the passion, it's the action behind the passion, and it's the souls behind the people. And it's truly just the best to work with them. I absolutely love it. I love what they're doing. I worship Fruit Slabs as a product. Um, Kona, the creator, incredible, brilliant. I mean, it's just the absolute best. It's my, it's my, it's my favorite edible, hands down. I love utilizing it in the kitchen. I love how I'm able to use it. There's so much that you can do with fruit slabs. I mean, they are already the healthiest at Walmart. market. They're kosher certified. They're gluten-free. They're vegan. They're organic. There's no processed anything. It's real food that's in here, the highest of quality, predominantly fruit. You know, it's mango purees. It's all of this coming together in this very simple product that can be enjoyed on its own, or it can be enjoyed by utilizing it in so many different creative ways because it really works with both savory and sweet. And for me, to have so many health issues, to know that this doesn't irritate my allergies, to know that it's really easy for me to consume as a chef, to know that it's something that I can really get creative with. You know, as a patient, to know that I can offer this to other patients as a recommendation of something that can really work for them. And I have 11 different, like, diagnoses that I live with on a day-to-day, and gastroparesis is a stomach issue. Well, a lot of edibles either slam me into the floor or they take forever to work. And fruit slabs is something that's consistent. Every single time I have it, they are at the forefront of innovation and what's possible within their field. And they're paving the way, you know, um, they're, they are small business and what they're capable of and where, you know, it says a lot that planet 13 and 99 high tide, two of the biggest dispensaries, um, you know, very well known in California, very well respected are carrying their products and they're flying off the handle. People are, are purchasing them in dozens at a time because it works and you want a product that works and that tastes good. And it's so shelf stable and temperature stable that I don't have to worry as much about like debating on how many terpenes and cannabinoids and flavonoids I'm losing out on. If I put a little bit of temperature to them, they can survive it. They thrive through it. So huge, huge fan of 
Fritz Labs. I love you, Maggie and Brandon. Yeah, you sent me on a Fritz Labs rant. I can I can be on a Fritz Labs. I know. I apologize, everybody. Time. And again, we just have to say that um, Chef Chanibus is not paid by them. I know we get sponsored by them, so I guess that's the only form, but he's actually not a paid employee of Fritz Labs. I always feel that I have to say that because, um, yeah. But, I mean, it's good, though, especially when you're coming from the edible world it's so difficult to have something that's consistent for everybody to truly enjoy. So that has a consistent dosage. I mean, I definitely have some very interesting stories about some clients who have returned to the dispensary, um, very hot and bothered um, about the experience that they've had with a wide range um, amount of edibles, honey oil, coconut oil. I mean, you name it, Jamie, it's all over the map and the same with the experience, which is extremely frustrating especially for people who don't want to smoke as much. Sorry, we know as good as it is, it's not the best for us. So uh, I'm really happy to hear that because, again, I can't try Fruit Slams, uh, at least the medicated version, because I'm up here in Canada. So I know that you have enough for the both of us sometimes. So that's what I appreciate about you. You have two minutes left uh, until you need to head over there, probably in a minute, so that you can get ready to jump through. I just wanted to give you a last minute to do whatever you need to do before we say goodbye. I'll give you the full screen. Chef Tranibus, always a pleasure, brother. Always a pleasure. This is Chef Tranibus. Thank you so much, Corey. It has been a pleasure, as always, to be hyped up on Resonate Radio. Thank you so much for resonating with us. This is going to be a great show. Again, go to Twitter. Go to Facebook. Those are under the handle Tranibus. Go to Instagram, Tranibus Lifestyle. Go to Twitch, Tranibus Life, L-Y-F-E. Watch the show. It's about to happen now. In another minute, I'll be right there meeting you. Chef Angie's going to be ready. She's probably already on the other side of the screen, and I can't wait. So I love you all so much. We'll see you next week for another show with our very own resonator, Bongo Dave. We're going to be doing nachos. See you in a little bit. The kitchen is still open, and I love you. Jamie, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Thank you so much for doing your show here with us. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining Resonate Radio. We did it again, our first time live on YouTube. We did Twitch. Thank you, everybody. Green Room, I appreciate you. Leona, thank you so much for joining us. Molly, I love you. Everybody on YouTube and Twitch, we will see you soon. Check out the schedule in there. We're going to update it over the weekend. Thank you so much for joining us here on Resonate Radio.